Yeah. So like at, at probably, you know, seven or eight years old, I found myself in prison until you hurt really bad. You don't know how good it feels just to not hurt. I noticed the ultra runner of the year, the number three, they put in there that you're a fifth generation Mennonite. A lot of people, the first thing they're thinking, they see Arlen in the back of a buggy with the horse, you know, wearing all black and a hat or something. That's what, they, that's what they're picturing when I'm just telling you, that's oh, what yeah. picture when they hear Mennonite. You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to episode 111 of the Run the Riot podcast. And this week, man, I just had a blast interviewing Mr. Arlen Glick for the second time. If you remember last April, I had him on and, uh, Man, I, I looked him up when he won Tunnel Hill, and I was like, I want to interview this guy, and found out we've got a. We talked. I think that was a lo- pretty long interview, and then we talked off the air after, and just just really clicked. And you know, when you just meet somebody in kind of kindred spirit, man, Arlen's one of those guys. And uh, so, since we I interviewed him last, um, he's been on a tear, man. He's he won the Mohican One Hundred burning river he won Havelina 100 and got his golden ticket to western states which we talk about on here um he dipped his toe into 24 hours at desert solstice and we talk about the lessons he learned uh doing that and then he I, those of you probably watched uh i was watching it live when uh when he and camille went toe-to-toe at jackpot uh and he won first mail and came in second to camille what a great race that was uh man we talk about all kinds of things we talk about his faith uh, as you heard a little bit in the intro uh we talk about uh the ministry that he does and just just we cover all kind of stuff and we just have a good time doing it. A lot of laughs, a uh, lot of information about running, and I think you're going to love this episode. Well, before we get started, you know, we got to thank our sponsors. First of all, Pure Tiva. Man, I am loving. Okay, these aren't even out yet, but Pure Tiva, they're always uh, coming up with some things and they have some gummies that you eat at night to just help you sleep. Got melatonin and uh, different strands of uh, uh, CBD. Um, and it's made in the USA and just, man, talk about sleep. Well, I can't wait till those things are for sale, uh, to the general public. Uh, but they also, they've, they've got Tiva tabs and I love their roll on. It's a thousand milligrams of broad spectrum CBD with some magnesium and other things. Um, I put that on my knee when I'm having issues and I put it on a, just pulled muscles. And there's also a cream that is phenomenal that I put whenever I pull a muscle at the gym, uh, because I've been running too much and I'm not used to lifting again. And, um, so just amazing, amazing products. Uh, if you want to check them out, go to Tiva, it's T-I-V-A, Tiva dot the riot dot run, Tiva dot dot run and, uh, check it out. Uh, man, I, I love this stuff. So I, I just want to encourage you to check that out. We're also brought to you by the Full Moon 50K, but there's also a 25K. And this year, for you people who like to run in the heat a lot, there's a 50-miler. It's July 16th and 17th, and I'll be running right as of now. I'm running the 50K. may bump it up to the 50-miler. We'll see. But uh, it's July 16th and 17th in Perryville, Arkansas. It's awesome. Um, Great people. It's warm. It's hot. It's humid. But like if you do an Arkansas Traveler, it's at the same start-finish. Great 
race to do some recon. Um, just a fun race, man. It's hot and you're going to work hard for it, but man, there's so many fun people. It's a blast. Um, go to fullmoon50k.com and use the code RTR2021. That stands for Run the Riot 2021 and you get 10% off. How cool is that? Uh, proceeds from the race as well as all donations go to the Arkansas Ultra Running cross country fund and uh what that does is that helps uh high school cross country teams fund equipment purchases in areas with a large concentration of low-income students and they also give to the logan wilcoxon memorial fund and uh that's a fund that that uh also supports the uh arkansas chapter of the american foundation for suicide prevention and so uh really good causes really good race man i encourage you to be out there like i said i'll be out there it'll be a blast we're also brought to you by the outlaw race series man sign up for these races if you're in the area and if you're not come you know uh the outlaw 100 just had people from all over the place um that came out and ran it it's good it's in february but there's also the flat rock uh in independence kansas i plan on being there i think it's on my birthday this year i might run the new 101 miler on that one on my birthday you hear that jeremy i'm coming for the 101 miler there's also the lake mcmurtry run i'll be doing the 50k there in stillwater in april the greater roadrunner trail run at roman nose uh state park in watonga Oklahoma, there's a 4, 6, and a 12 mile. That's the first year this year we're having it. There's the Flower Moon Ultra. They've got all the distances up to 50 miles. I think there might even be more than that, but I'll be doing the 50 mile there. The Dark and Dirty in Wilburton in July. The Thunderbird in Norman in November. And, of course, like I said, the Outlaw 100 in February with distances from 135 miles all the way down to 5K. We're also brought to you by ExoSkin. Great products made in the USA. I love the exo toes. Keep my feet happy. They also have regular socks, calf sleeves, arm sleeves, shorts, tights, shirts, uh, underwear liners, uh, our exo underwear liners. Go to exoskin.us and use code RUNTHERIOT for a discount. And last but certainly not least, Runners World Tulsa. If you're in the Tulsa area, you need some shoes, you need anything having to do with running from a 5K to 100 miles and beyond, they can help you. Uh, they'll help you find the right shoes, find the right pack, find the right nutrition. If you need to run in an altitude tent, you can run in an altitude tent there. They've got that too. So uh, check out Runner's World Tulsa. You can go to www.runnersworldtulsa.com and check out what they've got going on. There's also a race tab there where they've got local races. Uh, and I, I think that's about it, guys. Um, hang on, because this this is a, a, a fun podcast with Mr. Arlen Glick. Well, Arlen, you have been a busy man, right? I have. I have. <laughs> well, I thank you for uh, for taking time to join us on the podcast again. Like like I said before we started recording, I looked at it's been it was uh, last April last time we chatted, and uh, man, a lot's been happening in your life since then. Yeah, it's been great. Been having a lot of fun. I was just thinking about it earlier today. I was on the road, and I was thinking about the t- when we talked back then, and it was so neat because we talked for I don't know like two hours. Yeah, and. Then we talked for like 20 minutes after we went off the air just because yeah. we were having so much fun. So I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, man, it, it, it was good. In fact, uh, I was at a uh, I was pacing and um, and crewing at a, at a race at the Lovett um, 
love it 100 in Arkansas this weekend. And I had a, a, a guy I knew from online and a great guy. And we were talking and he was asking, you know, we're talking about the podcast and he said, Hey, that one you did with Arlen, I've listened to that thing four times. He just, he, <laughs> yeah, he loved it. And then, and we started talking, I said, well, guess, guess who I'm talking to uh, Monday evening. <laughs> so said, oh, awesome. Yeah. 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 Can't wait. Well, man, uh, so I, 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 I came up with a cheat sheet right here because you've been doing so much because last time we talked, we talked in April, like I said, you had just one Umstead and, and then since then you've been on even more of a tear, man. I, I can't, how are you feeling? Let me just ask you this. You're about 10 days that you're 10 days out from jackpot. How are you feeling? How's your body holding up? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling great. Um, I tore up a, a muscle in my hip during jackpot. Okay. Um, felt a little bit, felt a little bit strained going into it, but it didn't, well, it didn't alarm me. Um, it didn't really feel it during the race, but boy, afterwards I, I had, you know, even late in the race, I guess I was leaning. They say, I didn't, I didn't even know it. I kind of, I don't know. I reached a new level of mental toughness during jackpot where I couldn't feel pain and oh, it, wow. it was awesome. Um, cause I, I felt okay, but my pace was going down and yeah. I was leaning and I was looking rough, but I, I felt fine. Um, but yeah, yeah so I kind of tore up a muscle in my hip. It's, but it, you know, it feels awesome. I haven't run for over a week now. And that's the first time in two years that I've taken a whole week off. So oh, man. like, it actually feels really good, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does. Um, but yeah, I I'll be, I'll be back at it real soon was, yeah, just talked to my therapist today and yeah, it's looking really good. So yeah, should be back at it soon. Oh, sweet, man. Yeah. I was watching the live feed and, uh, just, just loving it. And, and I was watching when, uh, when Camille caught you, I was watching during that and I was like, you know, and I've had Camille on the <laughs> podcast and I've met her. She's, she's awesome. And so like you, you guys doing a one, two there. I mean, I, that's awesome. You know, it's great. Cause y'all are both just awesome people but uh but they were talking about your lean and one of the guys said i think that's just how he runs <laughs> <laughs> not how i'm supposed to no yeah, exactly um, but yeah camille's awesome it it was so mm -hmm. fun we ran we ran uh javelina together and yeah. that was the first time i ever met her um javelina then we met up at desert solstice and then at jackpot and we're both going to states like it's once you run with her once, you just can't quit. It was, yeah. it was awesome. I, in fact, they just steep life media just let out, uh, I think yesterday, the, the video about her world record and they had a clip of us talking at the end. And it was so funny. I, I had forgot all about some of the stuff that was some of the words that were exchanged there, but it was, it was just pretty awesome. <laughs> oh man. That's cool. I know, I, know, yeah. I know at the end of a race, especially one where you pushed it hard, you get ultra brain. And, and <laughs> I remember, I know I've seen, <laughs> I've seen pictures and things and people are like, I was like, I don't even remember that. I don't. <laughs> so, oh. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. But yeah, it was awesome to be there. No, that's cool. When when I I met Camille um, in person at uh, at Western States, as a matter of fact, in 2019, when I was doing it, and she looked up and she saw that I was the only person living in Oklahoma, and she's from Oklahoma that was doing it. So she she reached out to me uh, to come, you know. And I was like, I was joking. I was like, Camille wants a picture with me, you know. <laughs> So we ended up hanging out a little bit <laughs> and talking. So uh, no, that's oh, really that's cool, funny. man. Um, yeah, she's a lot of fun. 
Well, I just yeah. have to, I just have to tell you, man, um, you know, watching all that you've done since, and, and, uh, because, you know, you and I, we, we had such a great visit, great conversation and just to watch all that, that, you know, God's blessed you to be able to do, man, it's been like, it's been really cool watching from afar and, um, and just seeing you, seeing you crush it. And then when I saw you come up, I was kind of watching the ultra runner of the year and, uh, you know, like I, into my brain just, yeah, I wonder who it's going to be. And then when I saw you come up as number three and I was like, Oh, that's awesome. Go Arlen. That's, you know, I'm just pretty pumped for you, man. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's been really humbling for me to like hitting levels I never dreamed about. Um, and it's just, it's just been quite an experience to, to be on for the ride and to get to enjoy things that uh, many people will never have the chance to do. Um, and I do, I do mean it from the bottom of my heart. It, it, it means a lot to me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, well, well so uh, looking through the races that you did um, since, since we talked last, uh, you had to, the, the Mohican hundred uh, burning river, Havelina, desert solstice and, and jackpot. So I was like, I'm thinking, man, this, it hadn't even been a year and look at all these, <laughs> look at all these hundred milers that he's been on. <laughs> um, so, so uh, without going through each and every one of them, um, because I'm sure they, they, they're all pretty amazing experiences, which, which one of them do you feel like was your, I don't know, the, the one that challenged you the most or the one that taught you the most about yourself? Um, I, I will, I will give kind of a brief overview of all of them. That'd be great. Um, and then, and then I can and kind of zone in on maybe one of them. Um, so yes, we talked about Umstead. That was great. I feel like that was halfway through where I was really making a, uh, coming through with a breakthrough. Um, after that is when I felt like my fitness really hit a new level. Um, and I got to try that out at, at no better place than on my own home, home course, the, the, uh, Mohican 100. Um, there was a course record there. I really wanted, and I trained, I don't know how many thousand miles on course there, but I, you know, and I went and I, and I actually ran about an hour quicker than I thought like best case scenario. So I was like, really, yeah, I was like really happy with that. Um, and ended up felt good. And I signed up for the burning river 100, which was like five weeks later. Um, and I'm like, you know what, this is an experience. I'm probably going to be really busy next year. And I don't know if I'll have time to do burning river for a long time it was the only ohio hundred that i hadn't done Hmm. um of the ones that are you know are like old standing races so i signed up for that one and went and ran it and honestly like almost had a better day there than mohican i (laughs) mean it was after that's crazy (laughs) yes it, it was it was an experiment and they asked me interviewing me before the race like what my strategy was they're like we know you're tired from from Mohique and they're like, what's your strategy? And like, are you going to go out hard? Or are you going to kind of step back and take it easy? And I said, you know what? I want to go out really hard. I said, I want to see what it feels like to go out too hard. <laughs> and like, it was probably, you know, the dumbest thing you could say other than what I said before <laughs> jackpot, which we'll get to that. Okay. But anyhow, I said, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's another story brewing there, but you know, it was so neat to like feel, I felt more spent at the end of that race than I ever have. Like everything was healthy, but I was absolutely spent. Like we had horrible weather. It poured down rain for the first three hours of the race. And, you know, it's mostly trail. So we had like smeary, sloppy conditions. 
Um, and anyhow, the running through water, like literally deep water, some places it was, it was amazing, but just charging for everything I was worth. Um, and then just about like, just about like beyond red line for the last 10 miles. It was, <laughs> it was amazing to come in and just like hit the ground. It was, it was awesome. But, nice. um, so that, yeah, that was burning river. That was, so then I had a big training block before Havelina. Yeah. So I had kind of planned on doing a local race. Um, and that it didn't work out. A friend of mine was getting married the same day as that race. So I kind of started looking outside of that. Never thought really that like Western States, I never thought I would be able to race my way into Western States because I'm a hundred mile guy and all the golden ticket races are hundred Ks. Yeah. Well, a friend of mine texted me and he's like, Hey, Havelina is, is, uh, you know, they're a golden ticket this year at the hundred mile. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got to think about this because I wanted to run Havelina for a long time. And yeah. I'm like, this is a good reason. And the date was great. Um, it gave me a big training block. Um, I trained hard, pushed, pushed harder than I ever had in training. And I'm like, if something doesn't break, I'm going to run good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Havelina is definitely probably was my best ever performance. Like yeah. I would say Mohican and Burning River were both very close to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was definitely the highlight of my career was, was run so far, so far. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Havelina, it was awesome. Oh um, man. Well, and I, so I'm glad you said that because I was curious, like, I was wondering if you're racing, like if you just, you went out and won it and like, I was wondering if you were gunning for the, the Western States ticket or if you got it. So you're like, all right, I'm running Western States. I just wondered how, you know, if that was a goal or if you just, yeah, I got, I, you know, that was, that was on your mind. Yeah. So I've, I've heard people talk about Western States, just like they talk about Boston. Um, but I actually didn't know much about it. Um, it's just, there's a lot of hype about it, but I don't know personally much about it. So I'm like, okay, I got to start applying for this. I, I had never applied before. I'm like, okay, I've got like what, four uh, qualifiers here or whatever. I'm going to, I'm going to at least start applying. Yeah. Well, then this golden ticket thing come up and I'm like, okay, we'll take a shot at that. Yeah. Um, and now I, you know, I've got the golden ticket and now. And it's funny, just the last few days I've been calling people and like contacting locals, trying to learn more about this race that, that I have a golden ticket, but <laughs> not to like, I don't want to come across in a way that I don't appreciate it because I know some people work their whole life for this and, yeah. and like never get a chance. And so it's a dream come true, but it's a very short dream. Like it came true faster than I almost dreamed it. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, when we, after we go through uh, talking about Desert Solstice and Jackpot, uh, we'll talk a little bit about Western States. And I've, I've been there once, so I can I can give you whatever little bit of I can give you. And, uh, you know, it, <laughs> you probably heard a lot better yeah. advice, but uh, but uh, yeah. I'll oh, I pay you. money. I pay money for advice. I pay money <laughs> for advice. Right How much now. you got? No. <laughs> <laughs> well so yeah you smoked javelina and and yeah so that was that's great man and then and then you did uh desert solstice so what was your goal going into desert solstice uh sorry you broke up just a bit there did you say what what was my goal yeah what was your goal for desert solstice yes um i was you know i was gunning for the 24 hour i was not going to quit at a hundred. Um, I was not going to run out fast. I was very, very, but it was all new territory. Um, I tend to be a, a cold blooded guy. I get hypothermia really quick. Okay. Um, so I knew it was going to be a challenge desert solstice. 
there's no forgiveness. I know it was going to be tough. Um, but yeah, I definitely didn't train specifically for it other than I did a lot of training on track. Um, but yeah, I didn't have my hopes way high, but I definitely, uh, yeah, definitely didn't get the results I wanted. Um, I ran very well for 18 hours. Um, but yeah, I made some mistakes, um, early on and, you know, paid for it the rest of the day. Um, but yeah, if if you want to dive into it a little more, um, to find out more specifically what went wrong. Yeah, def- um, definitely. That. Definitely. Because, um, is it, was this your first run at a timed race at a 24 hour race? Yes, it was. This was okay. my first ever 24 hour first time beyond a hundred miles. Um, okay. so yeah, it was, it was all new. And I mean, my hundred milers are typically in the 13 to 15 hour range. So like a 24 hour is, is a whole different ball of wax. Like, it's yeah. just a completely different animal. Um, but I was, I was very excited. I was, I had some confidence there. Um, yeah. but yeah, going into it, uh, it started going and it was going so smooth, like almost suspiciously smooth, but there was one little, one little problem. They had those, those ankle chips that go around your ankle. Um, that, you know, yeah. they had the, like the cushion like the Velcro, um, uh, with the timing chip on there. And I've had bad experiences with those before tearing up my ankle, but I just thought that's the only way to do it. And I started running with yeah. them on. And I, I told myself, I'm going to be really smart. And every four hours, I'm going to switch my watch because I go numb in my wrist. If I don't do that, I'm going to okay. switch my watch and my ankle chip. Well, four hours in, it was starting to hurt pretty bad. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm about to switch it. Well, I switched it and it still hurt on the ankle where I took it off. Oh man. Four hours later, I'm like, I'm like, this is easily in my pain tolerance level, but I'm not that deep into it. And it's by then it's on fire. I switched it back after eight hours. And soon after I switched it, I realized the pain level was just rising fast. And so I told my crew to ask the timing people. I said, we got to find something different. This is not going to work. Um, well, they, they put a chair down and they got a scissors ready and they got all ready. And I sat down and they like, they, t- it, this is the part I'm embarrassed about. They, they took the Velcro and they took the chip right off of the ankle brace and they zip tied it right onto my shoestring. <laughs> hey. And I'm like, that was easy. <laughs> and here I found out that Camille, Camille did the same thing. She's had trouble. And so she always does it that way. Oh, well, man. I thought it was like sewed on there. Well, yeah. so anyhow, so I'm like, good. <laughs> I feel, I feel better. Well, actually the pain started getting worse after oh. that. And so I, I talked to Nick Curry, uh, the guy, and he, he ended up setting the national record. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, Hey, is there anything I can do mid-workout? And he's like, Hey, I'll, I'll tell my crew, we've got some bio freeze stuff here. He's like, it's either going to help or hurt. Um, it's use at your own risk. And he's, he, he's just, he's an awesome guy, Yeah, yeah. but he, he let, you know, and they come and they doctored me up and I got through that. Okay. But one thing I noticed was it started affecting a lot of different things. Like Mm. my toes started like digging into the bottom of my shoes and because the pain was making my muscles fire differently, then I blistered real bad, which I mean, blisters, I can, I can get through those, but I like the pain level was, was tolerable, Yeah, but it started making my muscles do crazy things. And then my hamstrings started cramping on me. And so I had to work through that, uh, working through all this. And then I, you know, David, 
I hate to throw you under the bus, but <laughs> one thing that you've talked about in your shows, I'm scared. I'm scared. Yes, you you need to be scared. I'm about to like break you over the coals. <laughs> okay, you talked right. about no, no, no. I'm going to take responsibility because it was it was all my fault. But you you were part of it. Okay, okay, so okay. I'll just okay. tell you what happened. I'll take my legs. Um, you you've talked about how good those those uh, Starbucks frappuccinos are. Yeah, and yeah, they're they're awesome, right? They taste yeah. great. They have sugar, a lot of have, calories, have, caffeine, a lot yeah. of caffeine, everything yeah. you need. Okay. So I'm like, I told my sisters, they're, they're crewing for me. I said, when I get, start getting like, when my head's done, you give me some of this and that's going to get me going. What I, what I didn't do was practice Frappuccino during running before. Now that's where I. That's, okay, okay. 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 All right. All right. All right. And you, and you always say you're okay. You, okay. You, all right. You're all okay. Right. Because you <laughs> always have told me try nothing new on race day. That's yeah. what you say. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I, that's where I went wrong. Oh man. Um, what, what did it do, man? But yeah. So, so what I did, I, I Coke is my normal. Okay. okay. So I drink yeah. that Well, I'm burping that up and I'm, I'm struggling with Coke and I'm having to walk quite a bit to get it down. Yeah. And I'm like, this walking's not good. Let me try to frap. Okay. So I try that and it works like a champ. I mean, I felt like, yeah, yeah. Kipchoge. I mean, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> how many but, hours are you yeah, in when you tried it? How, the, how, how far were you in? Okay. It was around, uh, I want to say like nine, uh, like 10 to 12 ish, okay. like okay. coming up on the hundred mile distance. Um, like I think I was around 90 miles. Okay. So, cause I think I got to 90 at like 12 hours or something. Okay. So it was, it was going good. Um, and then I had to hit the Porta John and I'm like, no biggie. This is a 24 hour race. Like yeah. I'm going to have to hit the Porta John. Well, you know, a few miles later, I had to hit it again. <laughs> and pretty soon I'm wondering how in the world do I have enough in me to do all that? So I had been eating a lot of solid foods, which I don't often do during yeah. a race. Like I go a lot of liquids, yeah. um, hardly any solids. And I'm like, okay, it's all the solids and they're just tired of being in there. Um, let's go with liquids. <laughs> And I, I was tired of Coke at this point. So I really amped up the, the, <laughs> the frap. Okay. <laughs> so this is where I really, this is where I started digging my grave. I mean, <laughs> anyhow, and the more I went, the more often I had to hit that Porta John. And finally, my sisters are like, what's going on? They're like, you're hitting, you're doing like two minute laps. And then every now and then you get like a six minute lap. They're like, what's, I'm like, oh, I'm hitting the Porta John. They're like, <laughs> Well, quit drinking the frat. And, and my head was, you know, by yeah. now my head was, was going, I was happy as, happy as a songbird, but my head just, I couldn't problem solve. Like I couldn't yeah. even make the connection with the frap and the Porta John. Um, so yeah, that really put me in a bad spot. Um, and I was scared to try anything at that point. And that's, that kind of was, yeah, that hole that it dug. Finally, I started getting really like crampy and whatever. And I sat, I, I went and I sat down and, and you know, that, that saying, beware of the chair. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah and, and I was, I was minded. I was like, you know what? I'm 128 miles in. I can walk 150. I'm like, that would be awesome. If I could walk six hours and make 150, like I would be the champ. Yeah. Well, you know, I started, I walked a couple laps and then there was this lady that had been running slow all day run walk a lot and she was like dropping me walking and i'm like i am walking slow like this is slow yeah 
<laughs> and anyway, I sat down and tried to warm up, tried to, and my, I was like, you know what? You hear about guys that take a nap, get up and go again. And I'm yeah. like, obviously I'm not going to do real good. I'm having a lot of issues. I'm like, maybe that'll work for me. I've never tried it, but I'm a hundred miler. I'm not a 24 hour runner. Yeah. Let's try it. Um, well, let me tell you, like me, it just gets me hypothermia hit me like a Ooh, ton of bricks. Yeah. They, they were stuffing everything they could down, down my shirt, hand warmers and everything to try to, I mean, they were great, but it took me two hours to get, to get to where I wasn't just shivering. Oh man. And yeah. And when I, after two hours, they're like, do you want to try again? And cause I hadn't left yet. And I'm like, I want to, <laughs> but I went to try to get up and my legs, they were so locked up. Like it took three of them to get me out of the chair. I couldn't even like support any weight to even stand. Like, you know how, you know, if somebody helps you up, yeah. you can stand. Yeah. But there was, I couldn't even do that. And I'm like, oh, man. you know what this, it looks like this is over with, but you know, the good thing is I haven't taken a DNF yet. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about the 24 hour race. It's not yeah. a DNF. Right. I just, I only made it 18 hours, um, <laughs> but you know, 20, 128 miles, that ain't too bad. No, so, that's not bad uh, at all, dude. You still uh, place fifth. Cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was, oh, it was, it was crazy. Uh, I went back to my hotel, soaked in Epsom salt and that stuff is like rocket fuel. That stuff will suck every bit of, uh, lactic acid out of your muscles. It's amazing. I come back that morning. Cause like, I didn't get to bed till like 4am. Well, I wasn't in bed. I was I was up at 4 a.m. and I'm like, hey, Nick, it looks like he's going to set the national record. Let's drive back uptown and let's watch him come in. And nice. so sure enough, we went back and, oh, it was just so fun. I got there like when he was like, two laps from from done. And nice. that was so cool to be there for that. But yeah, that was Desert Solstice. I learned a lot um, yeah. about nutrition, about um, cramping, about, yeah, I just, I learned a lot. Um, I'm not saying I can just go out and kill it, but one yeah. of the most encouraging things I learned that weekend after talking with Nick is that was his 13th try. Wow. Like the 24 hour is a booger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the way I saw him get everything out of himself that he possibly could that day, it, I learned a lot. Um, yeah. it was well worth my, it was well worth the experience for what I learned. That's great. Hey man. And that's, that's one of the things I love about the ultra running community. So, I mean, you, you're, you're, you're running against, I mean, these are your, you're, you're competing against Nick, you know, I mean, during the race, but, but, you know, he's sharing yeah. with you and talking and, and I've been with, I've been in races where I'm sharing with somebody I'm competing against and they're sharing with me or vice, you know, vice versa, whatever. And, but it, it's, it's awesome because we all want to just push and get the best out of ourselves. And so, um, I know you're focused on Western States right now, but, um, you know, you think sometime next year or whatever, you're going to, uh, you know, take a crack at another 24 hour. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. I will. Um, it's just too fun. Like it's, yeah. they're just, they are so fun. If you don't think that running on a track <laughs> and I can't say for 24 hours because I haven't, I, I didn't make it 24 hours, but if you don't think that's fun, like you need to rethink. I mean, that was one of the funnest races. And I, and I know it was, it was like a, you know, I did, I did terrible, but it was more fun than a barrel of monkeys. Like just hanging out with people, seeing yeah. people. I mean, I'm used to running all by myself where you, you don't yeah. see your competitors, but more than a couple times all day. Yeah. And that was great. 
Yeah. So I definitely want to do it. I don't know exactly how it's going to fit into my schedule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, I will be back. Yeah, it's just too much fun. That's all my, my wife said. If you do one of those ham, she calls them a hamster wheel race. If you do one of those hamster wheel races, I don't know if I'm going to come crew you. That just looks boring. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. Well, well, well. So I didn't, I didn't realize that you stopped and you still had so much time left when you got the 128. I knew you were capable of a lot, you know, much more mileage. But, but I mean, that's still that's a great amount. For, you know, that's high mileage for that little, yeah. you know. And for you to stop. So, man, I, I would uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to watching you do another one and uh, where, you know, work the kinks out and uh, maybe not uh, maybe train with the frap. So your stomach's used to it. And then, uh, yeah, know? yeah, no, I think I'll just do without. Frap. OK, I all right. I'm good. I think I'll just, <laughs> you know what? Once you've had a bad experience, um, I mean, it's it's better if it comes out the right the end it's supposed to. <laughs> like, I think if you have the other experience, it's a lot worse. Yeah. yeah. But I mean. Hey, I, I think frap, whatever, unless, unless Starbucks comes begging me for a sponsorship or something, <laughs> uh, I think they could just, <laughs> I think they could just keep their frap. <laughs> they, they, they'll, they'll come up with the Starbucks, the, the Arlen version. They'll find out what makes you. Uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. I, th- I wonder if there's a bunch of dairy in that stuff. And maybe that just, or maybe it's the coffee. Like I drink coffee every day, yeah, but uh, I, I never drink it right before a, ra- a run. Well, I do it. I do before a run, yeah. but like I always hit the Porta John before, before the race starts or else I'm in trouble. Um, well, yeah. So, yeah. And they have, they have, well, I don't know. All of, all of those have, they might be some dairy free. I don't know, whatever, but, but it did work until it sidetracked you. So I'll just have, you have got to yeah. admit that. So it's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just couldn't wait to like throw you under the bus because I always heard you talk about it and it sounded so good. And there was this little check in my mind that says, you need to try it first. And I'm like, no, that's going to be, that's going to be the rocket fuel. You know how the first time you drink Coke during a race, it's like, wow. Yeah. I I did that. The first time I drank Coke during a race, it was like, wow. And I was glad I, I was glad I did it. And I hadn't tried it in training, but (laughs) there you go. Different different molecular structure there or something. Yes, I don't exactly. know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, well, so we, 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 we talked a little bit about, about jackpot and, um, and man, I, I would imagine, um, I, did you go, did you go into that feeling good? You were tra- well-trained and ready to go. I mean, you, you had a phenomenal, phenomenal time. Um, and so, um, yeah, just, yeah, just, you're being really kind here. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I did like, I can't pick my training apart at all. I got to, with our family ministry, we spent um, a month in Florida. And so I got to do some training in the heat um, and on flat, uh, tons of flat training, which there is a little, a little bit of elevation there at, at at jackpot. Um, But yeah, I went into it feeling pretty good. Um, There was my, there was one muscle that was a little kinky in my hip um, going into it. And I'm like, I just kept telling myself, as long as my mind's in the right space, like there's no way that that's going to amount to anything. Um, I've went into races before feeling a little funky and like whatever hurts before the race usually doesn't bother me at all during the race. Yeah. And yeah. I kept telling myself that. Um, and so part of my goal for, for jackpot, of course, like my fitness, since I did tunnel Hill, like my fitness, I feel is just on a completely different level. Um, so I obviously want to go get a PR, um, but you know what? It's, it's amazing though. When you go after something, how bad it can bite you. Yeah. And 
like while, you know, my fitness was definitely there, I went, you know, went into jackpot and I, and I made some really good choices. And I did a bunch of things right going into jackpot yeah. and it really showed up like what I did right really paid off. Nice. Um, yeah. So I wasn't able to see my therapist right before the race, which would have been nice because we were on tour. Um, it would have been nice to, to get that muscle kind of under control before I went, you know, threw down a bunch of seven minute miles, but it was, it it was great. I, yeah, I went into it and it was really fun. Like Patrick Reagan was there. Um, and so we, we were like texting each other and, and talking to each other on the phone. And then, then like we went out for breakfast the morning before and we're like strategizing, getting our plan together. Um, and we had like very similar goals very similar pace strategy. We were just amped to finally actually get to race him. And yeah, so we, we, we both wanted a lot more out of ourselves than what we, than what we did, but you know what, it was a success for both of us. We both learned a lot. Um, unfortunately, you know, for his sake, it was, it was, it was threatening to his, his well being with with his, I think his knee was a little funky. And I think he made a phone call. I'm not sure if it was his coach or his, his, he is a coach, but I'm, I'm not sure if it was his coach or his therapist or somebody he had talked to. And they're like, yeah, no, you have too many things planned this year. That's, that's too risky. Um, so he had to do what, you know, what was smart, but the yeah. guy was, he was on fire. Like I could tell he was executing his plan perfectly. I think we stayed now it's, it's a one mile loop, but I think he was pretty much in sight for the first like 30 or 40 miles, like wow. yeah. in sight. Yeah. Like that's how close we were running to the same pace. I mean, it was, it was just phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I went into it feeling pretty good. Um, trying a little, a little new, some new stuff with nutrition, um, which really worked, seemed to work well. Um, but yeah, late in the race around, around the 50 mile mark or so. And I, and I went through the 50 mile, like right on pace. I think I, I think I ran like a 604 50 mile time. Yeah. Um, but like my fastest mile in that first 50 miles was like 702. And my wow. slowest mile was probably like a 718. I oh, mean, it, wow. was, it was just like <laughs> the miles were just like perfectly even. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had some crazy things happen. Um, one of my goals, of course, was a PR. But part of my getting there, I decided... I was going to go with less downtime than I had ever done before. I was hoping for three minutes. Now PR for me is seven minutes. That's the littlest amount of time. Now this is all according to Garmin. Um, right, right. But I was, I might, I was gunning for less than three minutes. Um, wow. Didn't think I was going to be able to, you know, take a leak on the go like some people do because of it being in, in town like that. But I, I would have liked to try that. But anyhow, um, there's a funny, <laughs> a funny little rabbit trail. I got to tell you, cause you're, I, I can hear you laughing. Yeah. Yeah. I got to hear it. I got to hear it. <laughs> but it's, it's so j- jackpot. Jackpot is awesome. There's an 83 year old guy going after his age group record. There's That's a crazy. blind runner out there, which is just oh, awesome. Yeah. But anyhow, so remember the blind runner thing. Okay. So I'm coming around and remember my bathroom stops. I or like every two hours. I mean, it's yeah. it was going like clockwork. Yeah. And so I hit the Porta John and I had timed myself the first time and it was 16 <laughs> seconds from, from stop to go. That's all, timing I mean, yourself I, in the bathroom, dude. That's crazy. Yes. I mean, 
but but you do the math. I mean, if every two hours I do that, I take yeah. 15 seconds, like it adds up real quick. Yeah. Um, so I had my crew, they did my two sisters, they were keeping track of exactly how many calories I was getting. I told them exactly what to do. I said, I don't want to have to tell you what I want. Just give me stuff. Just give me exactly what I need. So it was like spot on. I hit a whole new level of efficiency. Nice. Um, but anyway, so I come around from the next bathroom stop and I'm like, okay, under 20 seconds, I'm going to do it. And I didn't even lock the porta john because I mean, there's like six of them there. And yeah. I'm like, I'm in here for 15 seconds. Nobody's going to open what the door are the chances? that quick. <laughs> yeah. What are the chances? Remember I mentioned a blind runner out there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, the door, the, the door opened while I, <laughs> while I'm in there and I'm like, sorry. And and she says, oh, don't worry. I'm blind anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, you're, you're, you're kidding me. What is the chance that, that I don't lock the door and a blind girl opens it? Like, it's got to be, I, I wish some smart uh, math, uh, some smart uh, math teacher could could tell me the odds of that it's got to be like one in two trillion or something. yeah yeah it's cr- that's <laughs> but crazy. that was so funny but yeah yeah so but that was part of my strategy and you know what was interesting i didn't cramp as far as actual like my quads cramping which is fairly common yeah but i didn't cramp the entire hundred miles and i attribute a lot of that to my efficiency in not stopping mm. like i think i reached new levels of not only mental toughness, but also learning how, and I don't recommend this for, for most people. Like you, you have to know your, you have to know your limits in your body and you have to know what works good for you. But yeah. there is something to be said about not stopping. And I think I learned that a lot of that from Nick. I was amazed at how Nick in his 24 hour record, how efficient he was with not stopping. I mean, I had a uh, every four hours, I was going to stop and stretch. Yeah. Him? No, he kept running. And no. I mean, I cramped more than he did. Um, so there is something to be said about, about not stopping that beware of the chair. It's like, get the chair out of there. Um, yeah. Yeah. but I, like, like I said, take everything with a grain of salt because that's, that's what I do, but that's yeah. not, that's not necessarily what, what somebody should do if they're in need of, you know, if, if you need the aid station, you need, yeah. It. um, yeah. So, you know, you have to take everything and do what's best for you. But, but for me, I felt like the aid was every mile or, or just over. And I felt like the right thing for me was to keep moving. Yeah. Um, and I, unfortunately I kind of slipped from my plan, which I guess there was a lot of dust in the air and I didn't, I was not aware of that going into it, but some people, uh, I think it was Victoria Brown. She set the world record for like the 72 hours or something. And she was wearing a dust mask for part of the race. And I'm like, wow, I, I even told her at one time, I can't wait to see her tan lines when she takes that off. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> anyway, it was so, it was, but anyway, and it, late in the race, I had a bunch of junk that built up in my lungs mm. and yeah, I, I coughed a bunch out at 95 miles and it, it was red. And I'm like, is that blood? And I'm like, that's not good. And then I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Yeah. And then I'm like, you know what? I've drank some Gatorade today. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just red because it's, you know, because it's like has Gatorade or, or whatever I was drinking that, that had red. And I'm like, it's probably not blood. I'm like, as long as I'm still 
breathing and feel don't feel like I'm suffocating. I'm yeah. probably okay <laughs> to keep going. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was 95 miles at this point, but yeah. my lungs hadn't been working right. And I, I tend to want to think it was probably because of the dust, yeah. but I'm not exactly sure why my lungs shut down, but I didn't feel gassed at all. Like I didn't feel like I ran too hard or anything. I mean, it, it, it felt so effortless, oh, like man. the first 60 miles. I mean, I felt like negative splits. I don't know if I'll ever get negative splits. Like they're actually way harder than anyone can imagine. Yeah. But like <laughs> if I was going to get negative splits, it felt like it was going to be that day. I mean, yeah. I was holding myself back all the way through the 50 mile mark. It was, it was feeling like magic that day. Um, but then also like, and there again, I think my head got into a space where I couldn't feel pain because yeah. I didn't feel my hip at all. And huh. apparently I was leaning and it was like, it locked up. I mean, the next day I could barely walk. It was like excruciating pain in bed, trying to roll over. Oh, man. Well, it, you know, it's crazy to think I ran a hundred miles and couldn't feel that. Like I yeah. wasn't feeling good, but I couldn't feel any pain. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I was, I knew I was like, I was running slow. So I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't actually even feel the pain. And I think that was, and I credit that to, I didn't stop other than at 95 when I, you know, coughed up a bunch of junk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, I think actually my success in me being able to get through it was by just staying in my zone mm, and just yeah. deciding I'm, I'm just, I'm not done until the finish line. And other than that little hiccup there where I thought maybe it was life threatening at 95 and I was kind of like, you know, reevaluate my strategy here and my goals. But I was, I was so happy. Like I didn't get what I wanted. Okay. It was, yeah. it was still all right. I mean, nobody's going to be mad about a 1310. Like yeah, yeah, if yeah. somebody's mad about a 1310, sorry, they're sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If you were mad it, about that, I'd be like, even, you talk, dude. <laughs> you know, I could, I could, I could see myself getting mad about the fact that I ran the second half an hour slower than the first, yeah. but I'm not going to be mad about a 1310. Okay. Right. But it was quite frankly, way off from where I felt like I should have been. Right. Um, but then at the same time, like the gratitude that I have, for being able to suck it up and finish it. Like I thought 1310 was going to put you about, you know, fourth or fifth place. When I looked at the, the people starting that race, no kidding. we had some awesome guys out there, but as statistics go, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many guys there are starting. I mean, yeah. when, when it, the, how do you say it? The, uh, the trail just gets most of them. Yeah. Um, and the faster you are, the, I think the, the higher risk you are for, for failure. Um, yeah. W when you're pushing for a fast goal like that, I mean, a lot of people look at uh, like, like Walmsley, you know, when he was trying to work out the kinks at Western States and he'd blow up and stuff, you know, but he was trying to, he was trying to break the course record. He wasn't trying to just get out there and place in the top 10 or, or even just win it. He's pushing, he's gunning for it, you know, and you like same thing with you and, and, and Patrick, I, I just have to say, you mentioned Patrick Regan and, and that dude's so fun to watch. He's like a metronome when he's running, you know, he just like, his gait and it's just so like the same, you know? And so I'd imagine if his, if his knee was hurting and he was a yeah. little bit off, it showed, but, uh, but anyway, but yeah, at a, at a high, 
caliber like that, you know, it's kind of almost all or nothing sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think what it comes down to is our, our legs still have to crank out a hundred miles. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's, even if it's in, in half the time of, of some people, it's still, it still has to crank out those miles and the risk of injury for a hundred miles in a day is just through the roof. Yeah. Like your risk of getting an injury during an effort like that, regardless of how fast you're running. But what I see is puts the, the elites at a higher level, you know, their goals are higher. They get yeah. discouraged when they, when they, when it starts not going good. And also they're not good at running slow often. And yeah. that's what, that's what sucks guys to a DNF because they're used to running a seven thirty pace. And when all of a sudden a nine thirty feels harder than any mile they've ever run. Yeah. They, their bodies aren't made to run a nine thirty pace. Yeah. Um, and that's something I encourage. I think the biggest downfall to a lot of the faster guys is they should do training runs occasionally, at least slower mm -hmm. than hundred mile pace. Yeah. That way they have a granny gear because every, almost everybody is going to hit that granny gear. Like, oh, yeah. I don't care who you are, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, unless you're like a Zach better on a good day, you know, yeah. he has his bad days too. He, he's, he's a phenomenal guy, yeah. but he has his bad days too. But you know, a Zach better on a good day, he'll do a negative split. Yeah. And you just can't plan to be Zach better, like right. <laughs> plan, plan for that to hit granny gear. And yeah. like, like Nick says, how you run fast, a good 24 hour race is, is not running your fast miles fast. It's running your slow miles fast. Take your <laughs> slowest miles out there and try to improve on your slowest miles, Efficiency. whether that's, yeah, whether that's the time you're spending in the Porter John, there, there you go. That's yeah. one of your slow miles. That's like your slowest mile. Mm. Try to improve on that. Um, that, you know, after 90 miles, try to improve on those miles. Um, yeah. there's a lot to be learned about that, but yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, awesome experience, <laughs> man. So yeah, no, that's good, man. And, and so you, I, you, you, you did great and you've learned, I mean, just, just with some of the things we've talked about, man, uh, through, through being around all these other guys and through your own experience, you've learned a whole bunch. I have to ask you this though. What did you use uh, for jackpot? You said you, you tried some different nutrition and it worked well. What, what were you using? Yes. So I, I typically do mostly liquid calories. Yeah. Um, and I do anything and everything. So like Gatorade tailwind yeah. heed, and then when things get tough, Coke. Okay. Um, so like, yeah, but this time I had never tried Morton. It's like the marathon, the marathoners, uh, drink. I've got, I've got a box right there. Yeah. I've been, been trying yeah. it myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you better keep your doors locked if you've got Morton in your house. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not cheap. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's pricey. Yeah. Um, so I tried that. And that did seem to, it, it seemed really good. What I liked about Morton is I would mix it in about every other time. So I would do like Gatorade, Morton, mm, yeah. Tailwind, Morton. And what I liked about Morton is that the flavor is, is very dull. There's yeah. very little flavor with it. Yeah. And I think that really helps just to, you know, flavor is really good when you're really trying to force yourself to, to drink something. But if you have flavor all day long, you get really tired of that. Yeah. And so I think that's, it was, I would call that a very minor tweak to, yeah. to my training. But one thing that really helped me at jackpot, 
Um, I went without caffeine until like 60 something miles in, um, like right around eight hours. And when I, and I had instructed my crew to switch on over to caffeinated, everything caffeinated after that. And it was amazing. It was like the lights turned on. Um, I didn't struggle with fatigue after that. So, yeah. So that was kind of the change I made. I added Morton to my plan and it seemed to work well. Um, not that it's, you know, just the, the answer to, to all problems, but it seemed like a good tweak for me. No, that, that, that's good to hear. I mean, I, I've been toying with it too, uh, with the gels and I, ha- I haven't actually tried the mix yet, but, uh, I, I've done the gels a few times in kind of like you, like you like interspersed. And, uh, so far I like it. It's, and it's got a, uh, the gels have a sweet taste, but it's not a strong, crazy taste. So yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. see. I'm still playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you said you, uh, you, you held your caffeine. Did you, uh, abstain from caffeine like days leading up to the race? No, I did not. And that's something that I maybe would consider before a 24 hour race. But honestly, that is asking a lot. That's for tough, me. dude. Yeah, um, coffee, that's asking a lot. <laughs> so, so like I even drank coffee before, before jackpot, like yeah. the morning of, yeah. um, cause I, I kind of like to do that anyway, just so that, just so I go ahead and get the first quarter John stop out of the way before the gun <laughs> yeah, goes off. It's yeah. <laughs> always a good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it did seem, it did seem to work really well to use it in, in the second half, but I would have to reevaluate my plans because I mean, honestly, a 13 hour effort is not going to put you very deep into sleep deprivation. Yeah. Yep. So, so like 24 hour, you have to approach that completely differently. I mean, yeah. your caffeine is probably going to wear off about six hours into it. So yeah. like, don't, don't take what I say and just run with it and say, Arlen Glick does this. So I'm <laughs> yeah. you know, going to do what he does and I'm right. going to be fine. Cause that's not the case at all. Well, that, and that's it. That's everybody. Everybody's got different goals, different times, different, uh, think different bodies, you know, our bodies handle things differently. And, um, and, and it's, imp- I think it's important too um, when you're, when you drink, if you're used to drinking coffee um, and you don't drink coffee, the morning of a race that, that affects your body, you know, and so that you could have negative effects if you abstain and you're not used to abstaining before a race, instead of just having a cup of coffee, you know, <laughs> just drink your coffee mm-hmm. and then, and then wait, you know, then later on in the race, you can include more caffeine as you need or something. So yeah. I was just curious. I was just wondering if you, if you did that, um, you know, since yeah. you held it back, but I'm like you, man, I, I've, I've held back on my coffee for two weeks before, before a race and it's done pretty good, but boy, I miss my coffee in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe I should get the de- decaf, but I'm like the guy, I hate everything that is not original. Like if somebody brings home something that's fat free from the grocery yeah. store or, or like low sugar or low, it doesn't matter what it, if, if it's altered from the original, I, yeah. I hate it. So yeah. <laughs> like coffee is the same way decaffeinated. Yeah. It probably tastes the same. I, I'm not sure it probably does, but yeah. like, I don't want to risk it. Well, I do. <laughs> I do. It tastes different. Yeah, I do. I do a cup of decaf every night after we put the kids to bed. I'll, I'll have a cup of decaf because I really like coffee. And and of course, it's coffee from South Louisiana, where I'm from. It's it's community coffee. And uh, they have a they, okay. they've, they've got a dark roast um, um, decaf. And so I drink it and, and I like it. But uh, but that, other than that, I like my I like my caffeinated coffee. <laughs> well, to, to be a. To be honest with you, I could I could drink caffeinated coffee right before bed and it wouldn't bother me a I, bit. But 
but I know you're getting, yeah. old, you're getting old, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, you, oh man, bit. you said it. You said it. I was going to say, <laughs> since you said it, I was going to say what I, I, I was going to say when I was your age, I was able to do the same thing. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I kind of took those words right out of your mouth. Didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. You did. You still, oh. <laughs> oh. well, um, well, dude, so, so jackpot was, I mean, I, and, and, uh, I think, um, I think it's awesome though, that even though you, I mean, you still want it and, and you, and you didn't meet your, you, you didn't meet your goal, but you still, you still won the men's you did you're phenomenal. I mean, you really did a great job, but I think it's, it's awesome that you got to, in some of these races, you've, you got to face some adversity. I mean, and, and, you know, and, and, no, I'm not saying I'm, I'm glad you got a, had a hard time, yeah. but, but you learned from that, man. Yeah. And you grew and, and you like for this one, you, I don't know, you said you find that new, uh, that new level where you were running and you didn't feel the the pain anymore, you know, and you just had to keep, keep pushing. And so, I don't know, I think it's, it's part of that, that I keep talking about just mining that potential that God's put in you. And if everything just goes perfectly all the time, you don't grow, you don't, you know, you don't, troubleshoot you don't figure things out it's not as it might not even be as fun if it's too easy you know and so i don't know it, it's kind of i love that and thank you for sharing the struggles even because you know we can all learn from that and um i, I don't know it's just awesome to see you continue to grow and, and do well man well yes for sure and i think when you look at it um objectively and you look like every race that i go into i want to do good yeah this time right but what's reality it's not going to work out that way like you're going to have your bad races um and every time it's never a good time to have a bad race i mean that, that was a right. national championship right that yeah. was that was my flat hundred like that was my chance to make yeah. a move but yeah. it didn't really happen but you know i can't be mad about what happened yeah. i learned a lot um made a few you know mistakes but I don't even want to beat myself up on the mistakes because some of it was out of my control. Um, I feel like the respiratory thing was, was out of my control and I'm not going to let myself get into a spin over that. Um, and the hip muscle thing, you know what, that, that was a problem, but, um, I'll know, know better how to handle it in the future. Um, and yeah, we're going to have our bad days, no matter how fast, how, how tough you are, how good you are. Um, you're going to have a bad race every now and then. And what I'm the most happy about is that I finished because yeah. like, I think when you take a DNF, you're not nearly as likely to learn from it as if you actually suck it up and finish. That's why I encourage guys, even if they go out really hard, like there was a guy that went out at burning river with me and I'm running out at course record pace. And he knew it was course record pace. Yeah. He, the, the race director had warned him that, <laughs> you know, this guy is going to, for course record and he decided to run with me. Um, and he ran 10, 10 or so miles with me. And I mean, we were hammering it like yeah. seven minute pace <laughs> wow. pouring down rain. We're like just hammering. But you know what? I went, come back to the race the next day and, you know, I'm all showered up and cleaned up and would, you know, he was, he, he coming in like 29 and a half hours. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, I've never seen a guy go out that hard and finish slow. Like I've seen guys go out fast, finish fast. Yeah. I've seen guys go out fast, blow up, but never have I seen somebody go out that fast and finish that slow. And like my, whatever hats off to the guy for finishing. Yeah. It, it was yeah. incredible to witness that. Um, but I think you there again, I think you learn 
a lot more if you're willing to yeah. to learn the whole lesson, take it all the way to the finish line and yeah. learn the whole lesson. Now, obviously, like Patrick Reagan, he'd have been stupid to keep going. Yeah. Like you don't want to do something stupid. Right. But if it's just your head playing games with you, play the games all the way to the finish line. That's like it. go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm sorry to say there's been race. There's, there was a race that I, I thought I was going to go in and, and, and run it well. And I was go- going for the win and altitude got me dust got me and it was bad. And, and I DNF'd it and I took that as a lesson, you know? And, and so the next time I was racing in similar conditions, I just went and I said, this might, this might go well, I might have to grind it out. And you know what? I had to grind it out. <laughs> it took it. I, I had never up until that point. I had never finished a race longer than 24 hours. This one took me like 32, but, oh. but I got it, done. it was, it was a See, high altitude dude in the mountains. Uh, out yeah. Of, out in fair play, Colorado. It was rough, but uh, got it. So done. You, you make me feel like a wimp. Cause, <laughs> cause like 18 hours is my, is the, the longest I've ever went. Like, you make me feel like a wimp. I'm challenging you, Arlen. I'm awesome. challenging you, man. <laughs> you got to get out and get. <laughs> You're fast, yeah. but I can go longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no arguing with that. No. That's for sure. <laughs> no, that, that that's, oh, yeah. that's cool, man. It's all good. Well, so so let's 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 talk about Western states, and then we got a few other things, and and that we got we got to talk about that I got on my list here. I got I had to make a list because yeah. I'm scatterbrains, <laughs> and 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 uh, I knew we were gonna get go all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So, so Western States, man, are you are you pretty excited about it? I mean, are you pumped? I am very excited. I've been uh, like I maybe mentioned earlier, been calling people, yeah. been like getting a hold of locals, finding out about the course, finding out, you know, do, do you fly into Reno? Do you fly into Sacramento? What yeah. do you do? How do you train for it? What about us that live at sea level? What you know, and getting all the inside information. Um, it looks yeah. like my plans are actually coming together. Um, good, I, good. it looks like I'm going to spend a week, a week out there training, all um, right. going to include, probably going to include the, the training, their training camp that yes. weekend. Good. Um, really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm wanting to stay a whole week. I think, I think it'll just, I, I don't want it to be something rushed where I rush out there, train hard and then come back. I, I want to have time to relax, train yeah. good. Um, and yeah, I have a, uh, an altitude tent that I'll be sleeping at altitude. Nice. So I'll be like, you know, sleep high, train low, um, from now <laughs> till, till race. Okay. Uh, like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do everything I can. I was balancing different training ideas off of different people, like with maybe the treadmill, a continuous treadmill, uh, incline. And then like hill repeats, mm-hmm. I have some, you know, Ohio has some serious hills really but they don't okay. have 2000 feet of gain. Yeah, yeah, yes yeah, so i i'm like repeats. i'm like strategizing okay yes repeats but repeats are different than a 2000 foot climb that's true so yeah. i'm trying i i've been trying bouncing ideas off of people like what if i train you know do my uphill on the treadmill and then what if i hike up on my hill repeats and run down on my yeah. long runs and like try to Try to mimic that the best I can, and then obviously tweak it in the best I can when I go out there and train on course. But yeah, I'm super amped, like uh, getting getting all my plans uh, scheduled, getting everything scheduled. It's so much fun. But that yeah, 
Dude, that's that's great. So because you've done I mean, I know yeah. you've done some some trails and stuff, but I don't know that you've uh, looking back at your races. Have you have you done some stuff with, uh, you know, with some climbs like that, with some elevation and, and all? Have you had a lot of experience with some of those? No, I have not done anything quite like States. Okay. Um, I've done some trail runs. Some of them had a lot of vert. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I definitely can, can handle trails, technical yeah, terrain, good, which good. Western isn't that technical, right. but I definitely, I definitely favor the trails. Like I good. think I'm a better trail trail runner than road runner, but nice. like I feel compelled to run the flat hundreds somewhat because I think so few guys can do it. Like yeah. it takes a completely different runner a completely different head on your shoulders to be able to run a hundred miles on the flat. Like yeah. you, you've done them. So you yeah. know what it's like, but yeah, I think, I think it's like way harder than a trail race where you have the ups and the downs, the changing, the pace up, changing the stride. Change. But yeah. So I, I can't wait. I feel, I feel uh, cautiously optimistic about it. I like it. So. I, I like, I like that mindset. I, I've used that plenty of times, cautiously optimistic. No, man. And it, it, it sounds like you're putting the work in and, and you answered one of my questions earlier. Uh, you said, you know, you like, you liked, you like the hotter races, you know, you do well with it. And, um, and with you going out there, cause those canyons, man, they're no joke, dude. <laughs> <Just thinking hot. laughs> yeah. I was just, I was just talking to, uh, to, uh, Luke garden and he's, he ran a javelina and so did I. Yeah. So I, I called him up, talked to him, and and he's like, dude, Western states, he's like, Havelina's nothing compared to and I'm like, <laughs> What? <laughs> you know, I thought Havelina was like was like next to bad water. Um, <laughs> but apparently, apparently it could get a lot worse than that. So yeah, yeah. I like the heat. Um well, I good. I love the challenge. It's yeah. uh, everybody runs better in the cold, but yeah, I, I love the challenge, the heat. I think I can race better. Like, I think I can outrace yeah. people yeah. in the heat. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about it. Definitely. No. I'm not taking any shortcuts in preparing for it. So, yeah. Good. I love, I love hearing yeah. that, man. And, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm from South Louisiana where it's really hot and humid and, um, and, and I've, you know, I did some heat training before Western States and then I, uh, got in those, those canyons and they were hot. And I interviewed uh, Jeff Browning uh, for the podcast after that, it was a little while after and we, were, we talked about it. And so I told him, I was like, man, those canyons were hot. And he was like, this year it was cold, man. It was cold. I was like, it wasn't cold. It was hot. And he said, no, it was, he was, he's giving me a hard time. Cause it was the quote cold year. And I was like, no, I ain't cold about that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, oh yeah. Fun. Well, yeah, I can't wait. I'm really excited. I'm glad you're doing the camp and stuff. Uh, I, I didn't get the opportunity to do that, but man, that's going to be huge. And, and the fact that you're going to spend some time out there and uh, dude, we'll be watching. Uh, we'll be watching and following along. I'll be there. I don't know when you're getting there because I'll be there the weekend before I'm doing the Tahoe 200. And the, uh, so we're and we're staying until the Friday before Western States. I'll have to leave, but but we'll be in the area. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll definitely, we'll definitely be, be, uh, hit, hook, uh, hooking up for a run. We'll, okay. We'll, yeah. I'll make it, I'll make it happen. Yeah. That's for oh. sure. All right. So. Well, well, yeah. Cause we'll be right there in the area. We're flying into Reno. We'll be staying, uh, not far. And, um, and, uh, I, I might, it'll have to be a slow run. Cause I'll be just have run the Tahoe 200. So, <laughs> oh, 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 
Sorry, it didn't even register. Yeah, maybe, like maybe we'll meet for Tahoe coffee. <laughs> yeah, we can... we'll meet for coffee. Yes, we'll meet yes. for... <laughs> that might be better. So, so you uh, tell me the dates again. You're you're leaving Friday. I... Yes, I you're think leaving it... the day before Western States. Yes, yes, yep. Okay, yep. Yep. yeah. So you're you're out for pacing. Yeah, I'm out for pacing. No, yeah. no, I, just, I just I had I had to say that. I had to say that. Um, yeah, I'm not exactly sure my plans on arriving. Um, some people are saying get there a week early, um, yeah. but don't stay up high. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure yet. Um, okay. Well, let, yeah, let... definitely. Good chance. Okay. Um, good chance. But I'll probably be flying in and out of Sacramento. Okay. So we're, you know. I don't know when I'll move up, you know, go up to that area. So yeah. uh, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I would love to, that that would be neat to, to meet the, the, uh, the guy from South Louisiana. Um, in person. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. We'll see if, we'll see if it happens. I know you're going to have a lot going on and stuff. Uh, so, uh, so whatever, but if it works out, yeah. man, it'd be, it definitely would be good to have a cup of coffee with you in person, man. Uh, um, yeah. I, we could do oh, we could yeah. do a quick pre pre uh, Western States interview in person or something. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, yeah, and I can I can like uh, you know like start bragging and and like telling <laughs> everybody what I'm gonna do and and then and then we'll do a post race and we can talk like, about what happened. <laughs> oh, you know I love listening to pre race interviews. It's like they're, they're way better than the post race because <laughs> everybody's all confident and yeah, yeah. like excited and like they all talk with a deep voice. Like they're trying to be tough and intimidate. I love it. It's like, well, you know, they're going to interview you before the race, right? Ultra running magazine's probably going to have you before the race. They might. You think they know who I am? Like, yeah, they know who you are. You you got third ultra run of the year, man. They're going to, they're going to be interviewing you. Uh, that's right. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll deal with that when we get there. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, well, um, anyway, I, anyway, I'm looking, really looking forward to it and I hope we can, we can, we can meet and I, I know you're going to do, uh, I know you're going to do well, man. It's going to be fun to watch. And I love keeping up with, you know, the, those races. And especially when I know the people that are doing it, whether they're up front or whatever, I love following people trying to crush their goals. So, uh, yeah, we'll be cheering you on, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of humbling for me. I, when I think of like, I was out for a, a trail run, a, like a long trail run all by myself. And the deeper I got and I was pretty deep into that run. And I got to thinking about the longer I run, the more I do it for the people around me. And it was, it was interesting to me as I thought back of like going out to Havelina and all the people that whether they're, whether all they are is an Ohio resident and they want to root for the guy that's from Ohio yeah. or if, or if they're friends, acquaintances, people that are non-runners, all the people that, you know, God has put in my life that are impacted by my performance yeah. and they, they either get to brag about me or they don't talk about me. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, I realized the more I do this, the more people are affected by my, by my decisions, my choices and what I do. And it yeah. really just goes to show that, um, you know, when the Bible says no man lives or dies to himself, like yeah. how true that really is. Uh, many people you know, tend to think we, we start to think in our, our haughty minds that 
this is about me or this, mm-hmm. you know, this is my time to shine. Um, but that that's so far from true. Like, so, but yeah, I'm, I'm so, so amped about it. Like I'm, I'm I just can't wait. I'm going to have so much fun, especially oh. if I can't feel pain. Like that, that'll be <laughs> yes, even better. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> I might be, I might be, uh, I might be hobbling along, uh, 90 miles in like, you yeah. know, in the snails, the snails are passing me along the trail, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll be having fun. <laughs> well, hey, well, hey, I, w- I want to get to what you what you just said a while ago, Arlen, because that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. You just you said you, you said um, that, uh, you know, talking about running this and in, in, in a, bi- a bigger purpose and, and all. And uh, and I, I'm 100 percent with you on that. And I, I talk a lot about, you know, God has us all here for a purpose. I, I, I truly believe that. And God, we puts potential in us and, 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 you know, we have things to do. And, and it sounds like, sounds like what did you said, you know, that he's given you this, you know, this gift and, and, you know, when you have a, a platform, when more people are watching you, when you, when you're in ultra runner magazine as the, you know, number three people, people are watching you, man. And, and so it, it's, I think it's, it's cool that you recognize that and that, that it's a, uh, you might not ask for it, but it's, it's kind of, it's a responsibility, you know, it's a, uh, that, that it affects uh-huh. people, but you, what you just said is that that drives you, you know, it makes you want to do well and want to, you know, give your very best because, because people are watching it. That's cool, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. It is quite an opportunity. Um, yeah. yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to ask because, um, and, and I know because, you know, people that listen to the podcast know that I've been to seminary and, and they know what I'm about. They know I'm a, I'm a Christian. I, I love the Lord. And, um, you know, and, um, so I noticed on the ultra runner magazine, the ultra runner of the year, the number three, they, they, they put in there that you're a fifth generation Mennonite. And a lot of people don't know what that means. A lot of people, the first thing they're thinking, they see Arlen, in the back of a buggy with a horse, you know, wearing all black and a hat or something. That's what, they, that's what they're picturing when I'm just telling you, that's oh, what yeah. picture when they hear Mennonite, they think you're, in, you're Amish. So, so oh, I, I wanted funny. to ask you, like, what is it, what does it mean to be a, a, a Mennonite coming from your lips? So they know. Okay. Yeah. I can't, can't wait to get to this one. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny when I got there. Cause I subscribed to the magazine. It was pretty, pretty neat when I got that. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, and my family, they're kind of chuckling like, huh, I wonder what people think of that. <laughs> That's um, yeah, exactly. But yeah. So, so like, yeah, a lot of people get the Amish and the Mennonites kind of, you know, lumped together and they are somewhat doctrinally because of their, like, you know, the way they, they view, uh, like, how should we say like non-resistance or whatever, mm-hmm. um, or, or non-violent, um, type characteristics. And that's kind of their similarities. Um, but to, to kind of nitpick a little bit. So like the, the Amish would be, they, you know, wouldn't drive cars. They would mm-hmm. live a very primitive life and it varies tremendously, even in their communities. Um, yeah. and same with the Mennonites, it, it varies tremendously. And like, you can't even necessarily talk about the way they dress because so many of them dress so different. Um, but basically a Mennonite though would be, um, I mean, we, yeah, my, my, uh, doctrine is important to me, but not my denomination. Like I know a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ that we see very close to the same, um, whether you're, you know, Baptist or, or Methodist or, you know, there's a lot of, don't, don't like put me in a box that I think that we just got the world by the tail. Um, you know, we believe in being born again. We believe, you know, Jesus is the son of God. We believe that, um, 
you know, all the, the, the core, the, the core values are very similar. Mm -hmm. Um, we have a lot of the same values. We just find that, you know, the Mennonite church is where we feel the most comfortable in worshiping God. Um, it's not like we don't even necessarily fit in real well with the, with the Mennonite crowd, but we just feel like that's where God has us and we feel the most comfortable there. And that's where God has, has called us to, to worship him. And, um, I definitely don't want to promote like my, my Mennonite heritage over my Christian heritage, because, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to have to, when we get to heaven, I mean, we're going to heaven with, with the Baptists, the Methodists, a bunch of, and we're, if we can't get along down here, like, how are we going to, how do we think we're going to get along? It's kind of humorous when you think about it that way, but uh, I can't wait. I, I love the brothers. And so with our ministry, our family ministry, like we interact with, every denomination that is conceivable. Um, so we're, we're like not, we're not uncomfortable around people that see things differently or do things in different ways. We're, we're very comfortable around those people. Um, we, you know, we do things the way we do and that's the way we feel like God wants us to do, but, uh, we have a lot of love and respect for, for our brothers, um, regardless of what, you know, denomination they are. If they're, uh, if they're born again and, and following Christ, that's, that's what's important. So that's, I love it. I love it. And, 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 uh, you know, I'm, I'm Southern Baptist by choice and, and, um, and, and our, our doctrine is, I mean, are really, really close. And I, I think, uh, and I'm, I might quote it wrong. I used to know how to do it right, but it says in, in the, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, being, being a Christian and, and, uh, and beliefs it's, it's in the essentials unity in the non-essentials chair, um, Oh, what is it? The non-essentials charity or something like that, you know, and like we will probably differ on some things, but we don't need to argue about it. You know, as long as we get the, the, the <laughs> get the, get the, the main thing, the main thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and like, I, I've wondered a lot about it. Like, is God okay with us being different? Because sometimes I think we think, and it's important to us more important than maybe it is to God, because I wonder, like, I wonder sometimes you meet people that just love God. And they're in completely different settings or, or different backgrounds. And, but you see their genuine love for God. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder sometimes if God allows us to, to go in the direction we do that way, we would spread out yeah. and because like different denominations, people tend to reach out to different groups of people. Yeah. And I sometimes think that God wants us to just follow him and just do what we're supposed to do and not worry about, you know, the other people just go and try to reach out yeah, and, and reach out to the loss, not yeah. so much, you know, reach out to the other denominations, reach out to the loss. Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you can wipe noses of people that are in the boat or you can try to get people that are out of the boat, you know, that yeah. are grounded, that are in real trouble. Um, yeah. and that's where my, my passions and my goals are, um, is to, to reach outside of the church. So, yeah. Uh- I love it, man. I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. I agree. And, uh, I love that. I love that, man. And, and, uh, so you, you, you talked about your family ministry a couple of times. And, uh, so I want, I, I want to hear about it. You shared a little bit about, as we were going back and forth, trying to schedule this, uh, you said, you know, you had, you, you had ministry and, uh, so share with me what, what it is and, uh, how to go. I want to hear about it. Yeah, it's, it's great. So, uh, over 20 years ago, our family, we started doing like singing ministry where we would sing 
Um, and, and we do like, we have like a Southern gospel band that we do all our own music. It's all live. It's all, you know, a family. Um, so we've been doing that for over 20 years and we got into doing prison ministry. Like, you know, back when I was, you know, most ultra runners probably can't say they've been in and out of prison their whole life. Um, but I'm, I'm not, <laughs> there's a few, case. there's a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, most of them not by choice, yeah, maybe no, if they were, exactly, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. So like at, at probably, you know, seven or eight years old, I found myself in prison. Um, and that could sound bad depending <laughs> on how you take that. That's going to be the quote um, that I put at the beginning of the podcast right there. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that, that'll get people to listen for at least an hour and a quarter or wh- wherever we're at right wow. now. They might yeah. turn us off right now, but that, oh, I can't wait. That, that's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, you made me lose my thought. I was oh, so sorry, sorry. But- <laughs> at, at, at eight years old, you no. found yourself in prison. That's where you were. Yeah, yeah. So ever since then, yeah, until COVID come along and screwed everything up. But we've been going, in fact, we just got back in for the first time um, in, in two years uh, mm-hmm. back in the Florida system. Uh, fortunately, they're opening up um, and they're allowing, allowing people to go back in. Nice. And most of our contacts, believe it or not, are in Florida. And so it worked out great for us while the other states are still shut down, not allowing people in the prison system. Um, so Florida, yeah. So we go in and and just share, um, we've been doing this my whole life. I mean, we, we share, you know, we, we sing and we, and, and do our music and everything. And then, you know, my dad typically preaches. Um, but what's, what's interesting, my dad has found that the the testimony of running and the race of life and yeah. our walk with God, you know, it, many times in scripture, it was, you know, referenced as, you know, walking with God is like running a race. Yeah. And it's amazing as dad has asked me to share and kind of put a sermon together for, to share with these guys. It's amazing how easy it preaches actually. Like it does. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how many connections, like when, you know, when Paul referenced to, to running a race, like he knew what he was talking about. I can't yeah. believe how easy it is to make those connections. Um, yeah. It's so it's been, it's been great. And so, yeah, that's what we've been doing for, for over 20 years now. And so, yeah, we took a, a, a small break there during COVID when yeah. we couldn't get back in. Um, but it's varied a lot. I mean, everything from in West Virginia, we used to take cookies in for the whole population, the whole prison, like, and we would bake my sisters and my mom and that we would bake like 6,000 cookies in wow. our, in our kitchen at our house <laughs> oh, and cookies, like man. take those cookies in. <laughs> and if you, if you've never eaten prison food, you just can't understand. <laughs> I actually but have. You just can't understand the. Have you? Okay. Do, awesome. I was we doing ministry. I was talk. doing prison ministry, but I have had. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, you just can't understand the gratitude that those guys have for a package of homemade cookies yeah. unless you've eaten their food. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when I ran my first marathon, I, I sat down on the curb afterwards and my sister come over and they were kind of laughing at me because I looked like death <laughs> sucking on a lemon and I'm sitting there and they're like, do you want to get, you want to come over here to a chair and sit on a chair? I'm sitting on a curb. And I said, you wouldn't believe how comfortable this is. <laughs> and, and it was just yeah. what come out. Like, yeah. that's the same way. Yeah, it's yeah. like, <laughs> until you hurt 
really bad. You don't know how good it feels just to not hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's been great how God has just opened up those opportunities and just allowed, allowed our family to, to do that. We thought, you know, maybe, maybe a year or two, we would do that. And here we are over 20 years later. Um, the dynamics of the family has changed a lot. Some of my siblings got married and had a bunch of kids and like now, in fact, my oldest brother and his wife just left this morning. They're flying down to the Virgin Islands for their 15th uh, uh, anniversary. And so we've got five of their, their five children staying at our house, oh, you know, wow. from two to, to 12. So things, yeah, things are different. Um, I went, I went on a bike ride this afternoon and my nephew, I took my nephew with me. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great. Little, little peek into the family. Oh, that that's awesome, man. No. So, um, okay. I have to ask. Okay. Cause I've, 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 uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but, uh, I've, I, I sang in, in choirs growing up and I've, I, I sang in a Christian rock band for six years. Um, and it, it, it was probably, uh, actually we did some, we did it. We did sing in a prison one time. Uh, with the, with the, we couldn't get too wild because anyway, couldn't get too loud because you know, they, we didn't want to get the, but we did, we did a praise and worship set, I believe. Um, so, um, so I, I sing, you know, and I sing in a choir at church now. So what, what do you sing? What, what part do you play? Um, so like singing, I, I have a really weak voice. Like if you stuff a mic down my throat, you can hear me. Okay. okay. And I, okay. I can usually get get the key, you know, somewhere in there. Um, but you know, I, that's not really my gift. I, I definitely okay. can run better than I can sing. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but I fit in, I, I'm not, yeah. I'm not like the oddball that can't, can't carry a tune in a bucket. Okay. I got like, you. Okay. okay I, I'm somewhere in there. Okay. I, I definitely, you. you never heard of Arlen Glick as a singer, did you? <laughs> no, right? no, no, you never did. Okay. okay. So obviously I didn't get, I didn't get famous from, from my singing, but, and I, and I, uh, there again, you know, I play the bass guitar um, okay. and okay. it's, it's probably, you know, as, as you probably know, it takes the least talent of any inter- instrument <laughs> in the band, but you gotta have one. Yeah. You, yeah. you just, you, you have to have one. And so and you gotta keep rhythm. Uh, you gotta be on rhythm. Cause if your bass guitarist is yeah. off, it's going to be yeah. bad. <laughs> and it, it was so funny because there's another, there's another, another guy I, I run with friend of mine brian Poland. if you've ever heard of him he's he's, he's pretty famous locally here okay. in the racing community um a great ultra runner great guy he has a brother jeff that sings in a in a you know gospel contemporary band and it was so funny because we were out running just a few weeks ago and he i told him he asked about the ministry and about what i play and i told him the bass guitar and i'm like i don't have any talent i just i play the bass guitar and he, he started laughing. He's like, well, wait till I tell you my story. So I, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, okay. but it, it was so funny. Basically his younger brother, that's not as good at running as him, yeah. but is phenomenal on, on the guitar and, and singing was trying to teach Brian how to play guitar. And, and he told Brian, he's like, maybe we should get you a bass guitar. <laughs> and it was like, our story. <laughs> if, if you could picture the two brothers, the one being really good at running, yeah, the yeah. other one being an, an okay runner, but a really good singer and player yeah. telling the other one. And it was like, 
Oh, it just fit. The, the stories just fit perfectly. <laughs> but anyway, so there's the little two minute version. <laughs> no, that's that's great. But yeah, it's yeah. great. It's great. Yeah. Well, here, here's the funny thing. I play I play acoustic guitar and I'll play rhythm electric and stuff and I can play pretty much, you know, play a lot, play well, but I've never played the bass guitar like I would have to sit down and figure it out. I've never played, never yeah. been. So, so I can play acoustic guitar. I can play, you know, whatever. Don't play lead. I just rhythm. Yeah. But yeah. So, well, anyway. so sometime when you're, if you, if you're, uh, yeah, sometimes just learn it in your sleep is, is what I'll <laughs> just, say. You yeah. just have a good dream and wake up and play, play bass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it actually is hard to play good. Yeah, but it's, okay. Okay. <laughs> it's it's easy to learn, but it's hard to play good. There you but go. Anyway, and that's true. Yeah. That's true. Know. You, you know, yeah, you can be crisp and you, you can be really, you can be really technical on a bass guitar too. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so those of you guys who play bass there, don't get offended who play listening. Yeah. Play yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to do. I, like, I want to leave, leave room for those guys that are actually really good at bass guitar. I got like, you. I, I know I'm no good, but I want to, I want to give, yeah, yeah. got to leave room for those guys that are actually good at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so um, so I'm looking at my list because we've actually got to the last part of the list, man. I can't believe. And, and I think I've covered all the things because uh, we've chased some rabbits and we've. <laughs> we <talk>. Wow. <laughs> but 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 we, well, I don't know. Right I, I think, I'm gonna, you acting shocked. <laughs> I might have some more things on the list. I might, I might think of something else, but so with you uh, getting ultra runner of the year. And so like, you know, when I first, um, when I first uh, saw you, you had run tunnel Hill and I was like, I'd like, and I looked you up and I was like, well, there's not a lot of interviews with him. And, and that's when I, that's how I looked you up and found you. And uh, I said, I'd like to, you know, I couldn't find you on social media. I couldn't. I was like, well, who is this? I think I messaged you on Strava. I found you on Strava. And I was like, hey, yeah, can, can we talk? <laughs> and, and, then, <laughs> and then I find out we've got a lot in common, you know, with ministry and everything else. So that was really cool to find you. But now people know who Arlen is. You've been making some waves now. And, and so um have you okay i know one of them and i want to talk about it but man have you been getting calls and, and people asking about about sponsorships and stuff man oh it's it's so funny you you mentioned that because like i was i've been using a garmin watch you know my whole life and i just contacted coros and i'm like hey i wouldn't mind trying out one of your watches like whatever and yeah okay yeah <laughs> so like it, they were a couple days in getting back with me well, yeah. the guy emails me back and he's like, dude, I know you. Like, I talked to you at Havelina and Desert Solstice. So, like, I know you. And he's like, I mean, and so I'm like, okay, I'm like getting on a plane here. I'm like, next week or whatever. Well, then, uh, like, just the other day, um, a guy contacted my dad. He's like, hey, we're shirt tail relatives, a second cousin of mine, I guess, um, works for Garmin. And he's like, hey, can I get in contact with Arlen? <laughs> anyway, it's so funny because I had a con conversation with him and they're like, you know, how can we help you out, man? We, we love you. We didn't, didn't know we had a relative that was that was uh, doing all these crazy stuff. But now we know. And like anyway, but that that all aside, that's just yeah. some, some funny stories I thought you might like to hear. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's some some buddies of mine that took me aside about about us uh, about nine months ago. Mm -hmm. And they said, Hey, Arlen, we are going to launch a company and we want to sponsor you. And I'm like, 
okay, that sounds good. Um, <laughs> they said, Arlen, you can, you can be yourself. You can do whatever you want. And we're going to be behind you. We are not out here to change you. Nice. And if you remember my, my, uh, cautions of sponsorship before was that I didn't want to be a fake. I don't yeah. have to like promote something yeah. um, that I'm not behind. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this sounds like some guys that I can work with. Yeah. Um, so it's been a long time in the making. They've been, they work hard. They just launched their site. It's uh, a yeah. And they are going to be facilitating race registrations. They have got more wild ideas than you can imagine, um, but of different products they want to sell on their site and different things they want to do. But the main, the main thing they're going to do is, is they, they have a website that's very user-friendly. Um, yeah. So yeah, attention, any race directors out there, um, if you want a website that works, that is easy to use. Um, they want to make it so dummies like me could decide <laughs> to to be a race director and like put races on. So um, yeah, so I'm all behind them, and they are. We're we're moving forward, um, but yeah, it's nice. it's exciting. So a lot of people didn't know. I know during during jackpot there was a lot of confusion as to why I'm not sponsored, and then the, lo and behold, I am, and whatever. <laughs> but you know, it's out there. It's not a secret anymore. We've had to kind of keep it hush hush. Yeah. I went to, went to Havelina and I talked to, talked to the boss before and he's like, Arlen, sorry. They can know what the name is, but they can't know anymore. Oh. And I, I've been like, like tied up this whole time. Like I can't talk about it and I don't really want to pursue other sponsorship because yeah. I like these guys. And these guys are like, they're my buddies. I knew them for years before yeah. they ever did this. Yeah. Like they're, they're guys that they're friends of mine. They're guys I trust. Yeah. They're, they're local guys. They, you know, from right around here, they're race directors, they're right. ultra runners. They're, yeah. they're not just business guys. They're actually, they know a lot about our sport. They run a lot of the local races. They're, they're some great guys. Um, so yeah, I want to just throw that out there. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. That, yeah. That's, that's what we're about. Check them out. And yeah, anyhow, so that's, that's, that's cool, man. And I I mean, I know you, and I know you're going to get a lot of other calls and stuff like that, and you can have more than one sponsor. You like a shoe and a, you know, whatever. And so, uh, so anyway, I'll be, I'll be curious. There's yeah, there's some other, I don't know if you've ever heard of, uh, what's it called? Hoist is the, is the brand. It, they they do a drink and I just tried some of it recently and it's really some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's some other some other brands yeah. out there that are like, hey, I'm not sure what I'm gonna at this yeah. point. I'm telling them to talk to these guys because um, yeah. I want them to work it out with that. I want them to work it out with my buddies. These yeah. are my buddies. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't get along with my buddies, yeah. That's <laughs> you're right. probably ain't gonna get along with me either. So uh, yeah, talk to those guys. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. We're, no. we're having, we're having, having fun. Um, no, that's cool, man. But I think, I think if, you know, you've put in a lot of work and if, and, and I do respect because I'm kind of, I'm like that with the podcast, you know, if, um, you know, we have some sponsors and stuff, but I'm not going to promote something that I don't use or believe in or think is good. Um, you know, just, I'm, I'm just not, you know? And so if, 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 you yeah. know, if somebody wants to sponsor the podcast, it'll be a race, you know, I believe in, they, they do it well and our yeah. product I use. And so, um, no, that's, that's good. That's, that's integrity, man. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
it's funny you mentioned that because I was like, hey, you need to talk to this David Terrio. You need to like you need to have him advertise for us and like get get our name out there and and whatever. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, let, let's let's get together. Let's anyway. So if you you, you might hear from him, I don't. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Tell um, him to holler at me, but, man. I'll be glad to talk to him. I want to hear what. Yeah. About. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. I, I guess I should mention these guys are also veterans and oh. they're they're hooked up with our uh, RWB, I believe it's called. Yeah. Um, and they're these guys are all veterans and they're very much um, their goal when they sat down with me and talked to me at the, the start. They said, Arlen, if we ever make a bunch of money, we want we want you to be deciding where the where which nonprofit organizations this goes to. Like they're like, we want they're like, we want to support good causes. We're not just out there to get rich. We nice. want our goal is that we can make a living, not a kill one, a living. Yeah. yeah. But then our goal is to be able to support good causes. And and I was like, okay, I think I can I think I uh with my background in prison ministry I know, I know a lot of, a lot of places that, uh, could use, could use some help because, you know, that's the toughest thing about prison ministry. There is yeah. no pay. Um, yeah. I mean, the pay is out of this world, but that, that's the challenge yeah. it's out of this world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah it, it, it's been, it's, it's been a walk of faith. Uh, you, you don't do uh, 20 years in prison ministry without, without, uh, learning how to trust God. So yeah. it's been great. Yeah. No, that's, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, I, I look forward to, and you know, I, I, you know, just pray you have discernment and, and know, you know, how to navigate all this kind of newfound popularity and, 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 uh, you know, people coming at you and talking to you about things and all, um, man, just, you know, just pray that you, you stay wise and, and, uh, you know, always be who God's created yeah. you to be. That's who you got. Well, you, got you know, to. I, I always try to do my best with, with my running. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like there is so much in life that is so much better than running. Like yeah. I, I want people to hear that yeah. because I think a lot of times people look at these people and they start to, they start to drool and they think, wow, if only I could do that, I would be happy. Yeah. And let me tell you, if you don't find happiness where you're at, you ain't going to find it for where you, in where you want to be. Yeah. Um, because you know, there is so much more in life than, than money or fame. Um, and you know, that's, that's something I decided early on. I am never going to, I don't care what, what I get offered. I'm not going to go back on my character. And if people like me, cool. If they don't like me because I'm a stuck up nut, then I'm cool with that. Like I would rather be me and people not like me than to be somebody else and people like me. And that's the whole reason that I have decided to abstain from social media, at least to this point is because I feel like so much of what goes on there is people create a fake identity. Like it's so tempting, even, even, even though I have Strava, like it's so tempting to post like stuff on there that is not really me. Yeah. And, and yet social media, I think that's all, like in order to get followers, you got to be cool, right? In order to get sponsors, you got to get followers, right? Yeah. In order to get followers, you got to be a cool dude, right? You got to be something that people want to hear. Yeah. And, and and not that it's wrong to have social media, not that it's not like it's wrong, but it's there's there's such a strong pull in a negative way, I think, there. 
Um, and so like, yeah, I, it's so much more important for me to maintain my character and to be yeah. real than it is to go chase, chase some crazy dreams that yeah. when I get there, I find out this is no fun. Like yeah. I love what I do right now. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not going to give that up for, for just a life that might be better. Uh, yeah. yeah. Love it, man. I love it. I love it, dude. I, I agree with you, man. And ca- character is important, man. I don't care if you win um, all the races in the world. If, if you were, a, I wouldn't have you on the podcast. If I didn't, if you weren't a guy, a character, I'd be like, I'm not talking <laughs> to that guy. He's a jerk. He's <laughs> no, no, man. I love yeah. it. I love it. No, uh, I, I love that in our sport, the most of the most of the people till they go through the training that it takes, usually it has a way of sucking the, the pride out of you. Yeah. But like, it doesn't do it to all of them. I mean, there's some really arrogant ones out there. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, they maybe stick out like a sore thumb, bless their heart. But um, you know what? It's, it's so, it, it, is, it is a fun sport because, yes. because of the training that people go through and what the, the difference that they are. Just like somebody who goes, you know, goes through the, the training for the Marines or, or the, SEAL, the Navy SEALs or something. Yeah. When they come out of that, you meet them and it's like, I thought I knew this person and there's something different. They are different. Yeah. And you know, many times that's the way us, us ultra runners are nuts. You know, we, we do (laughs) some crazy things and we actually come out different people. Um, I think a lot better. I think, I think like I wouldn't give up what I've learned in running for anything. It is, it has helped me in so many ways, but you know, we got to realize that, yeah, it's character building. Um, And that's why I think we, we, our community is so close is because we have something in common. We're all, we've all been through stuff. We've all been through some tough stuff and it definitely makes a, makes a better person out of you. But yeah, that's where I'm coming from. I agree, man. I love it. And, and, and so you and I, at some point we'll have to, uh, we'll have to share uh, sermon notes on running, you know, cause I, 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 I yeah. preached, I preached uh, out of Philippians chapter four where Paul talks about pressing on. And I used uh, my Tahoe 200, my first Tahoe yeah. 200 experience, man. So there's, there's I listened to that. I, listen? I listened to that. I heard it. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. You, you can borrow I, I my notes, man. You can, you can use yeah, that. Online. I was, I was disappointed that I couldn't see the PowerPoint. Uh, oh yeah. Toast. I was, <laughs> That kind of let me down, but other than that, in fact, that that's that reminds me. So just today, I was I was watching Camille finish, and they had a clip of me at the finish line, and my toes, like I've suffered blisters. Okay, I've got enough hundred milers under my belt that I've suffered blisters, but for the first time, I think my toes were all bloody at, oh, at the finish wow. line jackpot. And, and my sister pulled my sock off, and they had it all. I guess they were videoing it because I just saw it today. And like the expression on my face, when I looked down at my toes and saw what they looked like, it was like, man, I couldn't have planned that. That was, that was awesome. Oh, I'm going to have to watch that, man. I didn't get to watch it yet. I'm going to check that out. That's great. Uh, Oh, and I'll send you, I'm going to send you the YouTube video of that sermon so you can see the pictures. (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 I got to see that. You do that. I'll I'll, I'll email it to you when we get off, man. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait. (laughs) Well, well, Arlen, man, I know you've got, uh, you've got a lot of stuff going on and, uh, man, thank you so much for, for spending the time with me and, uh, dude, it's good to visit with you. I sincerely mean that man. Great time visiting with you, brother. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Likewise. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, I, I definitely enjoy every time talking to you. It's just, it's just so refreshing and just, just a pleasure. Uh, very humbled by the fact that you, that you have me on and that you, that, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, fancy people out there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I truly appreciate the fact that you, that you uh, reach out to me and, and, and have me on here. So yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Love it, man. Love it. And, uh, and, and I really mean that if we can work out a before and after for Western States, we might have to do that, whether it be in person or, or, yeah. on, the, or on the phone again, let's, let's think about that. Well, we, we will. And since I have Strava, I just can't wait till it says Arlen Glick ran with, and even if it's, even if it's a, a 20 minute mile pace, as long as it says Arlen Glick ran with David Terrio, I'm good with that. All right. If we're in California around the same time and I don't care, it's going to be slow, dude. It's going to be slow, but we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, like up. I say, 20 minute mile would be cool with me. Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, let's we'll, do it. We'll make it happen. <laughs> all right. Oh yeah. Uh, well, you, you take care brother. And uh, you, keep, right. you keep healing up quick. Thank you. Thank you.